Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Ha'azinu for this year and hopefully have a little, a uh, few thoughts also related to this time of year. This year Ha'azinu is before Rosh Hashanah, it's not before Rosh Hashanah, with Rosh Hashanah, but we get to talk about Ha'azinu before Rosh Hashanah as next Shabbos, as we know, is uh, we've got a couple of Shabbosim without a Parsha. There will not be a Parsha Shir next week. Um, the next Parsha Shir will be Bezrat Hashem. Um, either over Sukkah sometime we'll have Bracious. Uh, or we'll have a Sukkah here at some point. If not, the Wednesday after Yantif will be the one for Parshas Noach. So um, when the, one of those two, either we'll start with Noach, or there might be a Bracious slash Sukkah here um, up online, but that is uh, unclear as of yet. But for sure, Bezrat Hashem, uh, we'll pick up then with Parshas Noach. Okay, so let's start again with a, uh, a small thought from the Vilna Gon. The first source, Rav Chaim Vilajin, the star pupil of the Vilna Gon, once went over to him and asked him that in Tanah Devei Eliyahu, one of the early sources of Torah Shabal Peh, there are lists off all the Midos of Hashem. And one of the Midos of Hashem is Sameach Bechelko. He's happy with his Chelek. That's a, that's a tough one. You know, we can say Hashem is Rachum, Vachan, Onerach, as we say many times in this season, but Hashem is Sameach Bechelko. What's Hashem's Chelek? So the Gra answered, oh, it's a Pasuk in this week's Parsha. If you look in Perak Lamed Bey's Pasuk test, this whole parsha, as we know, is Ashira. So the Pasuk says, Ki Hashem Amo, Yaakov Chevel Nachalaso. Hashem is always happy with his Chelek, said the Gra. Hashem is happy with Am Yisrael. As the Gra says, line 5, Mashachelko Shalakadosh Baruch Hu, Asher Hu Sameach Botamid Amo, Pirish Adavar Shalakadosh Baruch Hu Sameach Be Yisrael, Becho Matzavehem. No matter what, Akadosh Baruch Hu is happy with us. Even though sometimes we fall, we lower ourselves. Hashem is with us. He will not leave us. As we spoke last week about the concept of Hester Panim and the fact that we always go down before we go up. So, Let's try to, our job is to try to make it not so hard to be Sameach Bechelko, that he can be proud of us and not that he has to be challenged, so to speak, in order to be Sameach Bechelko. Okay, back to the first Pasuk of the Parsha. So we know this is the Shira that was referred to in last week's Parsha, and the Pasuk starts off, the Parsha starts off, Listen, O heaven, and I will speak. V'sishma ha'aretz imrefi, and the land will hear what I have to say, the words of my mouth. The question is that there, it's not parallel in the Pasuk. There seems to be a lack of parallelism, because the Pasuk, if there's a command to the heaven, there should be, should be a command to the land as well. Ha'azinu ha'shamayim, if that's what the first part says, so it should be shimi aretz, right? Listen up heavens, listen up earth. But instead, the Pasuk says, listen, heaven, and the earth will hear. Tishma ha'aretz. Ask the Nesiva Shalom. Ask the Slanim Rebbe in source number two. Quoting the question of the Arachayim HaKadosh on line two. Ha'arachayim HaKadosh hik maksha alam rovet tishma ha'aretz imrefi. Madua eina omer v'shimi ha'aretz lashen sivui. Kamoha ha'azinu ha'shamayim. Right, that would be parallel. Al derech shavar b'yishayo, like it says in the first paragraph in Yishayo, shimu shamayim. That's parallel. They're both lush and sivui, lush of commands. Umadu anemar v'tishma ha'aretz demashma shememela tishma. 
sounds like it's a davar de mamela. It's something that will happen by itself. It's not that the land has to be commanded to do it. So the Nesiva Shalom has two suggestions, two ideas what this is referring to. First idea, he quotes from the Kajnitzer Magid. The first suggestion is that this Pasuk is alluding to and referring to the Tzadikim of every generation, the leaders of every generation, what their outlook should be as they try to help others improve, as they try to inspire. There are some situations where we are too thick, our, our, our hearts are too thick to let any dvar musr, to let any words of inspiration inside. It can't get in. We are something inspiring, but, but we don't, our neshama is blocked off. It can't get in. Right? It's too hard for us to hear. It's too hard for us to improve. We're too thick, so to speak. Our, 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 it doesn't go in. So what happens? So how does a leader, how do I, how do we inspire someone who we know is spiritually challenged? Someone who is having difficulty growing and letting themselves grow. What one should do here is Ha'azinu ha'shamayim ba'adabeira. Shamayim symbolizes the spiritual side of a person, the heavenly side of a person, the neshama. We have to try to speak to the neshama, the pintaliyid inside. When it comes to the neshama, the neshama is always listening. A person's neshama always wants purity, always wants shuva, always wants to grow. The dabar, the leader, has to try to speak to the neshamas. And once the neshama hears, then the guf, and the chumri, the chumri element and side of the person will just follow along. The neshama has to hear. Hazinu, there's a tzivoy to the neshama. Memela, once that occurs though, that will draw with it. That's why it's memela, v'sishma ha'aretz. The land will hear the physical part, the chumri part of us, gam ha'gufim yishpu. Ki be'emes, because sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult for us to get out of the the quagmire that we are we are sunken into, the spiritual quagmire. And even ourselves, we realize, we just got to let our neshama hear it. We just got to let our soul, open up our soul to it. We're distant. But the neshama, the godly part of who we are, that for sure will listen. The neshama is always listening. We just have to let, once our neshama hears, so then memela, the guf will follow, says Nekashner Sirmagid. Along the same lines, he quotes then the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov says on the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, Every single day, there's a baskol, there's a heavenly voice that cries out from Harsinai. People aren't respecting, giving the proper honor to the Torah. So there's a baskol that screams out. So let me ask, has anybody ever heard this baskol? I've never heard it. Have we heard the baskol? 
Even if we go anywhere somewhere in the Sinai Desert and we listen and we go, we spend every day of our lives in a different area of the Sinai Desert. We're probably still on here, the Bosco. Not probably, for sure. And yet, it says, uh, so what's the purpose of the Bosco then? Is a Bosco that nobody hears? Every Bosco in the Gemara, somebody heard. We spoke about one last week. Lobashamayimi went against the Bosco, but they heard the Bosco. So, well, what's the purpose of the Bosco? The Hiksha asked the Baal Shemtov. What's the purpose? Upiresh explained the Baal Shemtov. Whenever we feel moments of inspiration of tshuva, it comes from that Bosco. The Bosco is causing us to do the tshuva. The Bosco is causing us to improve and to set up the seder. So is the Bosco. But ask the Nesiva Shalom. We didn't hear it. What do you mean? That's the source of the inspiration of what we do. We didn't hear the Bosco. How could you say? You, how could the Baal Shem Tov say that you get inspired from the Bosco if you don't hear the Bosco? Answers the Slana Marebi. No. Hazinu Hashemayim. The Sishma Haaretz. Our Neshama hears the Bosco. Our Ruchani side hears the Bosco. Every once in a while, though, hopefully more than once in a while, the rest of us is pulled and follows along and lets what the neshama wants to do naturally take its natural course. The basko speaks to all of our neshamas. Once the neshama, once we let our neshama hear it, then memela, the rest of us will follow. As hopefully... Or Klai Yisrael in a couple of days, we'll have Rosh Hashanah. But then we have, connected to it, challenging year for rabbis, Shabbat Shuvah. Got to be prepared for Shabbat Shuvah before Rosh Hashanah. But all of us who hear the words of a Shabbat Shuvah drasha, we have to let it get to the neshama. If we let it get to our neshama, if we open our hearts enough, then the Mela, the rest of us will follow, though it's challenging. But it will follow, we just have to let it in. Along similar lines, not exactly, but... A thought on the very next Pasuk in the Parsha from Yosef Nechem Yekornitzer. The Rav in Krakia, the last Rav in Krakia. The next Pasuk says, Ya'arov kamatar l'chi, Moshe Rabbeinu is giving a marshal for Torah. The Torah should be like rain. Kamatar l'chi, my lekach, my Torah should be like rain. Tizal katal imrasi. It should be, it should go fall down like dew. Last year we spoke about the Chavetz Chaim, why rain, why dew, Torah Shabbat Torah Shabbat that was last year. But now we're talking about it should be like rain, it should be like dew. What about the second half of the Pasuk? Kisirim vivim The Torah should be like rain going on to grass. Desha and Esev. Rain on grass. Yes, of Yosem Nechemia, couldn't we think of a of a, a a more royal metaphor? It should be like rain on beautiful flowers. It should be rain on roses. Rain on on crops. On vines, anything, grass, that, that's what rain, it should be like rain on grass, on Desha. That's the most exciting thing that Moshe Rabbeinu could compare it to. The Torah should be rain like grass. Says of Yosef Nechemia, exactly. He does it Badafka. He quotes this from the Chassam Sofer, the Alta Zayda. Ra'isi bahatik savyad kodesh ba Chassam Sofer zatzal. Ladatik, my time anaka Desha ve'esev. Vloam, I like dagon, grain, vegefen. Grain, you make a mizono son, right? Geffen. Why dafka? Why dafka grass? So he explains the same idea. Sometimes our hearts are so closed up that nothing gets through. Amru Chazal, Dvarim Hayotzim Min Halev, excuse me, Nechnasim Halev. 
If it goes out of the heart, it goes into the heart. We have to prepare our hearts to let in these words. And then the darshan will be successful. It's similar to the ultimate. The ultimate is when we prepare our hearts and then it, gro- and then it grows and we grow. Just like a field. If we want vines to grow, if we want gra- if we want corn, if we want grain, you have to prepare the field very much. You have to pl- you have to put the seeds in, you have to plow it, seeds in, reap it. Much much toil to be able to make things grow that are that are worthwhile. A vine, fruit, any type of tree. It doesn't matter if it rains. If I don't put the seeds in and water it and tend to the earth, so then the vine's not going to grow unless I prepare it. There's only one thing that grows without your doing any preparation. And that's grass. Gra- you don't do anything. You have the fields out in the middle of nowhere. It starts raining, grass grows. Grass grows without any preparation, without getting the land ready. Ah, okay, might not be the best, most green, plush grass, but things grow. Doesn't need anything. Right away, when the rain goes on it, it goes up by itself. The rain accomplishes something when it comes to grass. And it comes to a vine, I could dab it all I want. If it rains and rains and I didn't plant the vine, it's not going to grow. Only grass is something that happens right when the rain goes on it. Says Rav Yosef Dechemia, Moshe Rabbeinu knows Klal Yisrael will not always be on the level. But he's at least asking and davening for the minimum. At least the Torah should affect them like it does grass. Even if they're not prepared. Even if they're not inspired. Even if they didn't till the earth. They didn't till the field. But at least let it be like grass that grows by itself. Tishma Haaretz. Right, so that the land that happens by itself, right, the, the land will listen. Like the famous Kutzker that many say over, that the Pasuk um, says, put it and write the Torah, it doesn't say, it says, why? Because sometimes we're not ready to hear something. So what do we do? Just put it on your heart. Put it on top of the heart. Put it close to our heart. So one day when our heart cracks open a little bit, it'll fall in. Put it al-luach Right? That's the thought. Hazinu ha-shamayim. Let the, let the neshama hear it. Eventually, v'sishma ha-aretz. Let it be at least a little bit like grass. That's the first thought of the Slanam Rebbe. Why does it say ha-azinu and v'sishma? It's not parallel. Because let the neshama hear and remelo the aretz will come. Then he gives a second idea. He gives a second idea. The next, they're turning over the page in source number four. Where's the before he calls this different idea? What does Shemayim and Aretz symbolize? Shemayim means the most heavenly time we have all week, and that's Shabbos. Aretz symbolizes the mundane time of the week, and that's weekdays. And that's what the Pasuk is alluding to. Listen, Shemayim, and I'll speak. Meaning, the tzivu is for a Jew to make his Shabbos a Shabbos. Listen up, related to your Shabbatot. Listen, Shemayim, listen, Shabbosim of a Jew. Be inspired, act like a Jew, act like, get the most out of a Shabbos. 
V'az memela tishma ha'aretz emrefi. Memela, if I properly fulfill Shabbos, then the rest of the days of the week will follow along. Because if I'm inspired properly, if I get everything out of Shabbos that I can, then the whole week will be surrounded. We'll get, we'll get strength and light from Shabbos. The rest of the week we have difficulty. We're running with this, with that. We have so many things on our mind. The whole week, we're very busy. Even though, yes, the Nisham is connected. We don't have, we're not living in purity during the week. There's so many other things we have to be involved in. Shabbos Kodesh is the is the heavenly day that we have. Is the day Not only does our regular neshama connect, we get an extra neshama from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Vahayom misugal neshama da'advuka tamid b'shemis barach tashuv el yehudi. The day that we can return, and that's why Shabbos stands for. He says Shabbos bo tashuv. On Shabbos is the day that we t- return to Hashem. Because that's the day that we can be uplifted. That's the day that if we properly get the most out of it that we can, that could raise the entire week. That's what he says on the bottom. He quotes the Megari Kodesh. Um, but that's what he says. Shabbos could affect the entire week. This idea is echoed in the words of Rav Pincus. In a, in a Sefer Shabbos Kodesh, an unbelievable Sefer, on Hashkafa of Shabbos, he has to say for Shabbos Malkasa, which is a little more difficult, Kabbalistic. And then Shabbos Kodesh, the big red one, where he's Mamarim on Shabbos, says Rav Pincus. Nomar Bapasik in source number five. Poter Mayim Rashis Madon. The, uh, somebody opens up, well, he explains it. Kamo Oso Sachar Gadol. If you have somebody who has a big dam that's blocking the water. Shiminaki Bochur Katan. Kola Sachar Yismotet. If you make a little hole in a dam, a little hole, slowly, slowly the water is going to get out. And it's going to get a bigger and bigger hole as it goes out, as the water gains strength. Yikach Tzazman. It might take a while. Avazay Yikro Labasof. So if that is true by making holes and letting water out, Says Rav Pincus, Kach Yeshna Nekudos, Chorim Ktanim, there are also little holes, Biyados, there are points, Shalus Lahavi Harbe Churban Harbe Heres, Vetzrichon Lachapesos, Amvales Garos, Amlevnesha Heres, Yefros Vies Pashet. So too in the Ruchnius world, if there is a hole in a certain area of our Avoda, slowly, slowly we could get lost through that hole and it could affect our whole being. But he says the same, obviously, it could be true the opposite way. The opposite. There are little holes that if we let them be open, they could bring waters of bracha, waters of shefa. We can, if we open a little crack, it could be negative, but if we open a little crack, it could also be positive, as everything in life has a tzadatov. The problem is, says Rapinka, sometimes where the bracha is, we close it up. We don't let it. There's all the shef HaKadosh Baruch has for us, but we put up a machitza. We put up a wall. And we don't let it come to us. One of those little holes that we need to open, says Rapinka, which can infect which could affect the entire week, is Shabbos. Every Friday night we say it. What is Shabbos called? Shabbos called Nikris Me'ain or Ma'ayan Habrachos. It's the source 
of everything. Klomar, Shabbos, he ma'ayan shel brachos. Dabar zen nikva b'teva ha-bria b'maisa brachos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it into the bria. It's not a question that we have to, we have to wonder about. He put it into the bria. He rested on day seven because that's the day that everything else gets its chiyas from. Chayim anu b'toch ha-olam shabar HaKadosh Baruch Hu b'shesis me brachos. Hashem created the world in six days. Maisa brachos zuhi utzma shlonitam lishbrota. We can't change nature. Nature is set up. HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up a perfect system that is total. And the natural world is something that functions. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nishma, he swore after the marvel that nothing will ever change. The seasons won't get, the seasons won't change again. And the months won't change. There are many changes in the world. There are different political ascents and descents. There are different social changes, but nature doesn't change. Kodesh Baruch Hu created the, the Olam, and certain rule, water will always flow downstream. Gravity is gravity, right? Certain pull of of uh, celestial spheres that will always be. So one of those rules is that Shabbos gives sustenance to the rest of the week. Exactly what the Nesiva Shalom said. One of the pratim of this elaborate structure and framework of the world. The world has six days plus one. It's not seven days. Six days plus one. That one day is the center from which all the other days receive their sustenance. Kedusha v'shaychas la'kadosh baruch hu. This is a chok of ma'aseh brachos. Vein shum efshar is la'akov. You can't change it. Shabbos, by definition, whatever we do on Shabbos, however much we get out of Shabbos, that's what gives us strength for the rest of the week. And he says this explains a tofaah. This explains something that he says many people ask him about. Many people asked him about, and it was simple. He says yeshem harbein b'nei Torah. He says there are many, many of us. Many b'nei Torah, b'chur yeshivos, shemashkim kochachabishot. They put in so many hours, pushing and working. Whether it's learning, whether it's avoda, and there's a certain bracha that's lacking. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu obviously has his divine plan for all of us. But says Rav Pincus, I think in certain cases there's an element that's lacking. They're looking for bracha during the week. They're looking for bracha in the parnasa. They're looking for a bracha and hatslacha in their learning. They're looking for bracha in all areas. What's the source of bracha? Do they appreciate Shabbos as Shabbos is supposed to be appreciated? Top of the next page. They're not connected to the source. Shabbos Kodesh. That's the source. The source has to be Shabbos. And he says, if you think about it, think about it, a lot of times, Shabbos is the day when we are some are least spiritually connected. Right? Least. He says, what's the average Shabbos? He writes, as only he can. Line 12. There's a Pela. In general, we Jews, and people even who are in learning, the day that we do least for HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shabbos. What do we do? What do we do? We have a Seder in the morning. We have a Seder at night. We're Osek in this. We're Osek in that. There are hours that we give. Right? Obviously, we have other needs. 
But there are hours that we constantly give. Line 18, especially he says for those who are learning all day. He says there's many, many hours that we're learning. People who are at work. People who are at work, that's, also, that's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to make a living. It's a mitzvah to work hard. Kodesh Baruch created the world. That we have to, we have to work. That's part of uh, the Klal of Adam. When somebody goes out to make a living, and he has a Seder in the morning or night, I want to be able to make money, to be able to put bread on the table, to send my kids to yeshiva. The whole day is mitzvahs. The whole day. No matter what, no matter what's, what's, what, what a person is doing. And what happens? Shabbos is a different day. So what do we do on Shabbos? Let's think about it. Sometimes we're exhausted, so we have a quick meal, and we head upstairs. Sometimes a person, I say halavai, it's happened once in a while, but uh, 12 hours of sleep, what used to be called the donut, right? Goes all the way around. You go to sleep early on a winter Shabbos, you get 12 hours he's exhausted, okay, in a big week. But without doing the parsha, sometimes put in two hours before we go to sleep. No, right after the meal we go. Then what happens? Wake up in the morning. What does he do when he finishes? He's got to eat the shalom. What happens to shalom? It makes your, your stomach heavy. Got to get up quickly. Got to run back to mincha. Is this what Shabbos is about? Says Rav Pinkus. Okay, the wonderful shina b'Shabbos Tainug, but it's got to be a balance. Lord God, they're doing the parsha beforehand, sitting and learning with our children. Wait, if, if I go, if I'm exhausted, I go to sleep early. Maybe just go to try to wake up before davening the next day. Maybe to have uh, some type of something in the afternoon. But we miss the source of the bracha. Once we catch on to that, says your Pinkus, says the Slanim Rebbe, that Hazino Hashemayim. If the Shemayim, the Shabbos, then Tishma Haaris, the male of the rest of the week, will follow suit. Okay. Next thought. Perak Lamed Beis, towards the end of the parasha now, Pasuk Memches. Pasuk Memches. All the way at the end by Maftir. Well, again, we spoke about this last year, this Rashi, a different a different element. Medaber Shem Moshe, Be'etzem Hayom Azelimar. Hashem seeks for Moshe on that very day. Be'etzem Hayom Rashi picks up on this Lashon. What is the Lashon of Be'etzem Hayom on that very day? Rashi quotes, there are three. There are really more than three. Rashi picks three. There are three places in the Torah where it uses this Lashon of Be'etzem Hayom What are the three places? Rashi says, Bishloshim HaKomitz Namer Be'etzem Hayom Hazeh, Namer Be'noach Be'etzem Hayom Hazeh. In the, the, the middle of the day, Noach went in to the table. Why does he use that Lashon? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is basically daring those who think he cannot do what he wants to do. By Noach, they said, we are not going to let him into the Teva. If he goes there, we're not going to let him into the Teva. Right? You all, there's a mob coming. We won't let him in. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, watch me. I will bring him in, not at two in the morning, sneaking out. But I'll bring him in the middle of the day. We're not going to let him in. We'll take hammers and axes. We'll smash the Teva. Noon, right in the middle. Whoever wants to come can be Moha. Number one. Number two. Be Mitzrayim Namar. Be Etzamayam Azehu Tiyashem Yitzias Mitzrayim. 
in front of everyone. Yes, it started the night before. They wanted to go out. But uh, same thing the Egyptians were saying. If we know the Jews are going to go out, we're going to stop them. Hashem says, again, I dare you to stop me. And we'll kill them. Finally, says Rashi, so too here. Afkan. Why? The Jews were saying, If we realize that Moshe is about to die, We will not let you take him, God. That's what Rashi says. Adam the man that took us out of Egypt. He split the sea, gave us the mon. The hell on us have the air. The nosal on us have Torah. Sounds like the Yenu. Ain so. We won't let you take him, God. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, Harini Machlisu Vachatzi Ayom. Right, right. Be'etzam Ayom Azeh. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up the mountain to Har Nevo, and he is taken. Ask of Chaim Shmulevitz. I don't understand this. When it came to the Ma'abol Bnei Noach, you could understand. They said, "We're going to stow it. I'm going to let him into the Teva." That's something that's in their power. They could say, we're going to stop, we're not going to let him into the Teva. Kodesh Baruch Hu, therefore has to for- perform a nace not to let nature take its course. The Egyptians, we're going to kill them if they go out of Egypt. That's natural. They, they, they're, they're bragging that they're going to do something within their power, the natural state, and then Kodesh Baruch Hu has to say, no, 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 there's going to be a miracle and I'm going to stop them. But what did the Jews say here? God, we're not going to let you let Moshe die. We're not going to let Moshe die. What were they saying? How were they expecting to stop Moshe from dying? Right? If we if we had that that potion, if we knew that uh, that trick, you know, we'd be able to save a lot of Tsaris in the world. What were they thinking? We're not going to let Moshe die. It's just the opposite of the other two. The other two, they said we're going to do something natural. Akadosh Baruch had to perform a miracle. What, what's happening here? Moshe naturally is 120. He's reached his time. He's going to die. That's natural. They're saying we're not going to. We're going to do the miracle. What are they thinking? Right? We read the Rashi a hundred times. We don't catch the difference between the first two cases and the third case. What's the difference? Says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, a two-step answer. Two-step thought. Step number one, source seven. Part of a larger sicha. It's in Mamar Chav Dalet of the new, the new editions of Sichas Musr. Step number one, says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, is that whenever we are amel in something. Whenever we push ourselves, whenever we are osik in a project, we can't always think directly that my efforts are bringing the result. We obviously have to do our ishtablis. We have to do what's incumbent upon us, but ultimately, the result comes from HaKadosh Baruch We do our amelos. We do everything we can. The mashal, just a, a little mashal, parenting. We put in the amelos, we put in the amelos. That's an obvious one that we know. So much is out of our control. That's why we have to ishtalos and daven. It's half and half. Right? Revolby um, writes in his safers. I don't understand. People only do half the parenting job, which is the parenting that we call parenting. The other half, which is the davening for siyata deshmaya, that we don't, we don't do. That's also part of our achrayas. But says the, says the Sikhs Musr. That's an obvious example. It says in everything in life. Whenever we, we, we put our efforts into something, we have to realize that the product is not a direct, uh, 
results of our efforts. We have to do what's incumbent upon us. It's up to Hashem. If I think that what I'm doing and I'm achieving the results, even if somebody gives a knockout drasha, I did it. We did it. No. We did our established. HaKadosh Baruch gives us Yat HaDashmaya that the drasha is nichnas to the, to the hearts of those listening. Even a Ruchnius. I try my best. HaKadosh Baruch gives me the result. He says that's even the pshat of the phrase that we all know. Yagati. Right? If somebody's Yagati, Matsasi Tamin. If somebody's Yagaya, somebody puts in the effort and finds, believe that. If lo yagati matzati lo tamin, if you didn't put in the effort, what's the language used there in Chazal? Yagati umatzati. What do you mean matzati? Matzia is like, whoa! I didn't know this was here. Because even after yagia, says of Chayim Shmulevitz, it's from it's a bechina matzia. It's like it's found because it doesn't. It shouldn't be. It's not directly coming from me. My yagia should not be looked at in my mind. That I achieve this result. Obviously, obviously, this this self worth, and we have to th- be happy with what we do. But deep down, we have to realize that Hashem Baruch Hu is giving me that bracha, and He's helping me with the result. That is step one. Step one is it's defined as a mitzia after our efforts. Step two, says Reb Chaim if this is all true, that the result of our efforts aren't a direct result, but it's just because Hashem Baruch Hu helped us, then Mimele, you know what we have to think? If we do everything that we need to do, then maybe we'll even be Zoha to miracles. Because we can't cause miracles, that's for sure. We don't have the power to cause Nisim. But once we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of all results, then we can hope for the stars. And we can wish for the Shamayim. Because we do our Ishtablus, that's what we have to put in, that's the ingredients. How it tastes afterwards... That's up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kivan, top of the next page. Shehin Adam Paolo Atatachlis. Since you have step one, since I do not cause the result, it's just my actions are helped by Nashamayim. Yisayim and Nashamayim Yoser. Im Kain in Gvul Yechotosh Aladam. So it must be that it's, there's no there's no limit to our kochos. Shari Benko Benko in Atachlis Ba'am Yikoch Adam. In any case, it's not coming from me. So it shouldn't be surprising if the result happens to be something that we can't even fathom. Right? Just think of Rashi. How did Rashi do what he did in his lifetime? It's, it's, it's impossible to fathom. If we would just write the words of Rashi without a pen, with a, with a quill and dipping it in, just write the words of Rashi, everything he wrote. That means Rashi on Chumash, Rashi on Tanakh, Rashi on Shas, Rashi on everything. If we were just right, how long would it take us? How long would it take us? How many lifetimes? Just without even thinking about what we're writing. And Rashi wrote Mahaduras and Mahaduras and over. And he didn't have paper that we have. He had leaves, right? And he, had, he ran out of ink every so... It's unfathomable what Rashi did. So how did it happen? He was human. He wasn't a malach. He was human, right? If Chaim Shmulevit says, if we do what we have to do, Kodesh Baruch Hu takes care of the rest. Rashi was Zoha. The Amelus, a tremendous Yad Obviously, he was Rashi. But that's the message. And then he asked our question. What were they thinking about Moshe Rabbeinu? What, they wanted they were going to do a miracle? 
The Lachar Tamur line 15. Bish, Lamar By the other two, we understand. They wanted to do something natural. Like Baruch Hu came and performed a miracle. But Misa's Moshe, what were they thinking? They could prevent the person from dying? Line 22. Yes. They had such deep feelings of Akaras Atov for Moshe Rabbeinu. They felt if they all gave it their all, all the millions of the Jews, maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu will listen. And they would prevent it. Maybe it would be possible. It's asking a lot, but maybe it would be possible. And he quotes the Gemara in Ksubis when Rabbi Yudah Hanasi was on his deathbed and he was somewhere between the state of life and the state of death. And the Gemara says the Elyonim and the Tachtonim were arguing. What does that mean? Because they, they were struggling with the Tachtonim. The humans were saying, no, no, you can't take him. What, mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means they were pushing and pushing and pushing until one side gave up and said it was time. And finally, one other example. He quotes the story in Sefer Malachim where we know all the Nevi'eh Habal, all 450 Nevi'eh Habal gathered and the Nevi'im of the Asherah and other 400, 850 false prophets gathered. And Elio, right, Elio Navi was on Har Carmel. And they were going to bring a carbon. They were going to bring a carbon. And there was a cow that they were going to be that was going to be used um, by the Nevi'e Habal. The Kulam line thirty-five. Lo has Raglam and Haaretz. They couldn't move the cow. The eight hundred and fifty men couldn't move the cow. Heshev apar v'amar l'Elio. Navi comes over and the cow starts talking to Elio Navi. Le'ene kolam ani v'chaveiri yotzer anu mibetan echad. Me and my friend, we're brothers. For who are the chakon yakarish baruchu? My friend, my brother over there is going to be hukra by day bnei Yisrael, and I get to be by the neviah ba'al. I'm not going. Tough, said the cow. V'ani alisi lechelik ba'al hachad as bari amar l'Eliyahu lechi mahem. Elio says to the cow, don't worry about it. Just like the cow with me is doing a Kiddush Hashem, so too there is a Kiddush Hashem happening through you. All the actions together are going to bring a Kiddush Hashem. Says the Chassam Sofer. I'm sorry, says Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, line 41. How couldn't they move the cow? 850 people couldn't move the cow? Whether you take it literally or not, what's the message? The message for us, says Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz, when there's a Ratzon, when there's a Cheshek, when there's a true, deep desire, miracles could occur. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu does Siyat HaDashmaya for those involved. And that's what Klai Yisrael felt about Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, no way he's leaving. Our HaKadosh Baruch Hu had other plans. Right? He had other plans. He said, I'm not giving you a miracle this time. It's time for him to go. But that's the message that we take. A person should never think that something is beyond their Hasaga, beyond their reach. We just have to do everything that we have to do. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of the rest. Moving right along. Earlier in the Parsha, earlier in the Parsha, there is a Pasuk comparing Lamed Bey's Yud Aleph, Lamed Bey's Yud Aleph, back towards the beginning. The Pasuk says, Kinesher Yo'ir Kino. What does that mean? Like an eagle, he... He, uh, he deals with his nest. 
What does that mean with an eagle? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is like an eagle with, with B'nai Yisrael. Rashi quotes, you have it in source number 9, on the second line. Pirish Rashi, like this eagle has Rachmanis on his children. And he doesn't go, he doesn't go and startle the, the, the children, but he, he makes a little noise on the outside, and like you wake somebody up. You don't want to just go in, time to wake up! Right? You go in, you turn the light on in the hallway first, and then you make a little noise, then you open the door, and slowly, slowly. Right? So not to startle. That's what Kodesh Baruch Hu does to us. Says the Eilah Hadvar, Mervilio Schlesinger. Ulam be'emes. Yishlomo davar nosaf and anesher. We can learn a message from the muscle of an eagle. Here, this Pasik, I'm doing this here because he has it on this Pasik. Here, HaKadosh Baruch was compared to the eagle. And we are the little baby eagles. So we are compared to eagles too in the, in the Madrash. But he quotes the Chazal, which Shlomo HaMelech says, not Chazal, the Pasuk, Shlomo HaMelech says in Mishlei, Shlosha Hema Niflu Mimeni. There are th- three things that I can't understand. Derech HaNesher BaShemayim, Derech Nachash Alitzur, Derech Aniyah Belev Yam. An eagle in the heavens, a snake next to the rock, and a boat in the sea. What exactly is the message of these three? Klai Yisrael are compared, like in our Pasuk, Klai Yisrael are compared to baby eagles. But Klaisol and Mishlei are compared to eagles, snakes, and boats. Right? So what are they? So he quotes from another Rav that each of these, the Shalom Al says, I can't understand it. Each of these are a description of Klai Yisrael and Gullus. Klai Yisrael during the time when we know of the Mikdash, how they survive. Number one, he says an eagle. What's the eagle? The eagle is in one of two positions. Very few times an eagle is just soaring, just taking a nice leisurely fly. Either the eagle is, uh, the eagles aren't so common to see. Eagles are either very high up, all the way up in Shemayim somewhere, or they're on the ground, they're not flying. Either all the way up, or all the way on the karka. That's B'nai Yisrael and Gullus. We spoke about this in the beginning of Pasha's Re'eh. Right, two extremes. Chazal omrim line eighteen. Shegam bnei Yisrael domim lazek. Shein yard and yard and alamata. Ukshein ol and ol and alarakia. We're down or we're up. We're generally not in the middle. Ein matzav shel emsa. Yin matzav shel olamala olamata. Verachmanu l'stanim when we're low, we're very low. So Shlomo Hamalach says, I don't understand it. They're high, they're low. Maybe you can understand that we still survive. That we're still around. The greatest nace of all. But number one, Marshall is the eagle. Number two, Derech Nachash Alitzur, a snake. Line 24. A snake has two midos, two attributes of the snake that help him survive. Number one, He requires very little to sustain himself. He doesn't have to eat every day or even every couple of days. Even on a rock, a snake finds one little creature once a week, once a month. A snake survives on very little. Pas b'melach tochal is the view of the snake. What did Klai Yisrael do? We went after HaKadosh Baruch Hu Beretz Lozeruah with nothing. Beretz Lozeruah with nothing. 
Throughout our the centuries, we have learned how to survive with not much, like the snake. One way to survive. And the other way the Nachash survives is that he's got to use Arma. He has to use, he's got to use his brain. He's got to use, figure out how to survive. It's not Pashat. It's not had never been Pashat for a Jew to survive. The balance, being involved, not being involved. Getting too close, not getting too close. You have to have Chachma. Like it says, Vanachash Haya Arum. Arum, he was wise. Jews have to be wise to be able to survive. Sometimes we go to one extreme and the other extreme, and it's not good enough. And again, Shlomo Melech says, I can't understand it. How do they survive? Going back to Yaakov Avinu, that's where it started. Yaakov had to survive with an Esav. We, B'nai Yaakov, B'nai Yisrael, have to survive with our Esavs. And we have to use it with ways of Anochi Esav Becharecha, and ways that we have to do what we could do in order to stay in existence. So that's the eagle, that's the snake, and finally, the most obvious one is the boat. The boat in the Yam. The boat in the Yam, one might just say, we're a boat, we're a boat at sea, in the, in the wave of Gullus. But he adds a point. There is nothing as scary as a picture of a boat being shaken and the stormy sea. There are though one time certain sailors tied themselves to the torrent, to the mast of an aniyah. They wanted to feel what it feels like up there with the wind and the to feel how shaky it is. Everybody's scared. Everybody's scared in the boat. There's only one person that stays calm. There's only one person that has the knowledge to be able, hopefully. If there's a, going to be a, uh, a safe, a safe end to the story, only the captain. The captain realizes this is the way of the sea. He could direct the boat how to survive. He could direct the boat how to go between, how to survive the storm. The Rava Chovel says the Elah Hadvarim, those are our leaders. Our leaders who have been through, who have been through the experience of life, the experience of Gaulus who could give us Guidance, how to survive. That's the Rava Chovel, and that's the mushal of the boat. That's what he says at the end, turning over the page. How do you get the boat to shore? Only the captain knows. And therefore, we must listen to the instructions of the captain. Okay, two other thoughts related to the Inyana Dioma. One of them is the this week's partial also but it relates to our to our uh, time of year. The end of the parsha again Moshe Rabbeinu is reminded Lamed Bey's Nun Aleph second to last pasuk in the parsha Moshe is told that you're not going into Eretz Yisrael because you sinned. Every time Moshe Rabbeinu's death is mentioned because you sinned. As I'll say it mentions this not because to 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 uh, to turn the sword in Moshe's stomach. No, it's to emphasize that this was his only sin. And I just hold you to a high standard. But the language of the Torah is, why aren't you going in? Because you violated. And you didn't sanctify me. And again, the, the, the uh, Mepharshim, Rashi already alludes to it. What's the double Lashem? 
you were Moel, from the word Me'ilah, and you didn't sanctify me. Says the Meshachachma, quoting a thought of the Vilna Gon. We know in Pirkei Avos it says that we will have to stand in judgment and give Din V'cheshbon. Din V'cheshbon. What's the double lashon of Din V'cheshbon? Says the Vilna Gon, Din is on the problems and the sins that we did. Cheshbon is on the mitzvos that we could have been doing at the time that we did the Avera. That's Din V'cheshbon. Din what we did, Cheshbon what we could have been doing at the time. Says the Meshachachma, that's the pshat of this Pasuk. You, you violated. That's Din. And then the next Pasuk, beautiful. You didn't sanctify me. You could have done a Kiddush Hashem. Not only did you violate Me'ilah, Din and Cheshbon. And then if you, in the footnotes, Rav Cooperman takes you back to last week's Parsha. The Parsha's Nitzavim, where he quotes explicitly this part of the Igra. Din v'cheshbon, so it's 12. Pirish agra din ala ha'avera sh'asa v'cheshbon ala mitzvah sh'ayayacho l'asos be'i sh'asa ha'avera. But then he quotes something very scary. Ulefizeh. If this is true, that we not only are held accountable for what we did, but what we could have done. Imagine someone, says the Meshachachma, who doesn't take advantage of a Yom Kippur. Think about the opportunity Yom Kippur represents. Think about what Hashem is offering to us. Ulefizeh, tisamer Cyrus enosh, how our hair has to stand on end on Yom Kippur, to Kaimalon, because we know Yom Kippur is b'chaper, even on Averus hachamuros. Yom Kippur is an awesome day, like the Gemara says in Yuma, ha-satan is the Gematria 364, because there's one day the Satan has no control over, and that's Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, no control, just come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'nokel, lasos, you can change your life. Chayavba, Bedar Kal, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the closest. He comes down from his seven heavens. Then Chalil if you don't do Tshuva on Yom Kippur, if you don't appreciate the day, whoa, don't just think of the Din. Think of the Cheshbon. Hedder Asiyasu Tshuva. Says the Meshachachma, it's scary to even think about. When we make the Bracha in a week and a half's time, and we say, Shechiyonu V'Kiyamanu on Yom Kippur night, Shezeh Be'emes Simcha Amitis, Shekadosh Baruch Hu Nasan Yom Slicha, L'Chopashi Bnei Adam. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a day of forgiveness. What happier day is there? L'Hazmei L'Masatan, V'Yoz L'Varcho, Give HaKadosh Baruch Hu a bracha, Shechiyonu V'Kiyamanu. If we don't have proper kavana, if we don't shove, you know what? It's better if we never had a Yom Kippur. It would have been better without the Yom Kippur, because then there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be the Cheshbon at least. But we have to, on the positive, take advantage of the day. Like he ends off, Hashiveinu Hashem Alecha Vanashuva, Elecha, Be'emesu Vesamim. We have to realize, not only realize what day it is, but take advantage of it to the fullest. Not to be worried about Din V'Cheshbon, but to fulfill and do the Cheshbonos and fulfill everything that we can do. That's one thought on Yom Kippur. But now let's get back to what's in front of us, and that is Rosh Hashanah. Rabbeinu Bachai points out something that we mentioned, the question last year from the Clay Yucker as well. When it talks about Rosh Hashanah in the Torah, all it mentions is that on the first of Tishrei, it should be a Zichron Truah and Mikra Kodesh, and it's a Yantif. Nothing is mentioned about it being a serious day, a Yom Hadin, a day of judgment. Nothing. Nothing in the Torah. So the Yantif. First day of Tishrei is a Yantif. On Yom Kippur, it says... Right, it's a day of Inui. Kivyom is a Yechaper, Alechem, Tarestem, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, nothing. Nothing. So, why not? Why isn't Rosh Hashanah mentioned 
in the in the Torah. Says Rabbeinu Bachai in Parshas Emor. This is Sassum, and it, it doesn't even say what Zichron Trua or Trua. What are we supposed to? We don't even know what a true is. We blow a hundred times because we don't even know what a true is. Doesn't say. Doesn't tell us. It's known. Says It's one of the the cornerstones of our religion. The more special, the more elevated something is, the more private it is, and the more closed off it is. The Kodesh Kadashim was the holiest spot in the entire universe. Can't go in there. Mechitza and Mechitza and Mechitza and Mechitza. The most elevated is the most closed off and the most hidden. Uba halashon bo bedera ketzaro b'milos muatos. As little as it said, give you some examples, some special mitzvahs, tefillin. What do we know about tefillin from Torah Shabbat Nothing. Put totafos between your eyes. Okay, what's a totafos? We have no idea. We have no idea what tefillin are from the Torah. No idea. We had no idea what it is. How many parshas to put in, how to write them. Tzitzis. What did it say? Vasulam tzitzis. What is this? Where do you put this? How do you put this? The basics. The basics are not in the Torah. It's not even in Mishnahis. Not for now. That's a Hanukkah discussion. Right? And Tzitzis. Nothing there. Gam Bekan, line 9. Be'echad l'achodesh u'tchilas cheshmen ha'asara ha'nishlo b'yom ha'kipurim Rosh Hashanah which is the beginning of the 10 days of Aseris Yimei Tshuva Yeish bo min ha'sod v'ha'alama sh'roi ha'kosav listom v'lachtom it's closed off because it's so special. Because it's a day that we get to be Mamlach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the same idea mentioned by many why Olam Haba is not discussed in the Torah. Not only because we can't fathom it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could have, added, could have figured out a way because it's not meant to be. Kol Dover that is Yoter Nala it's Yoser Sasam and more closed off. That's Rosh Hashanah that's Olam Haba. Finally, related to that is, well, well, even before we get to that, the uh, fact that we did not, last Shabbos, we did not say Shabbos Mavarchim for Tishrei. It's the only one. Why? Why? To confuse the Satan. What does that mean? Right? As, as the famous question, he falls for it every year. Right? What does that mean? Says the Eim Habanim Smecha in Source 14, not answering this question specifically, but answering another question related to our issue. He named Mavur Besifri Amukubalim, Sheba Esha Shemiz Barak Rosa Lassos, Ezer Davar Gadol Baolam, Shenogiel El Yonim Bishmea Shemayim. Whenever Hashem wants to do something unbelievable to the world, Ulutachtonim Baaretz, Az Hashemiz Barak Maatif Davar Zebakama Mini Itufim. Hashem clothes it. Garbs it with many covers. Even in ugly color covers. So that the prosecuting forces won't say, Hashem, do they really deserve this? The prosecuting forces which Hashem Himself created, do they really deserve such a bracha? It's got to be covered. It's got to be covered. Because if it's not covered, so then it might not ever happen. 
And that's what he says at the end. He quotes from the Magen Misharim. The Magen Misharim is the Sefer of the Beis Yosef, which the one of the less known Svarim, not as famous as the Shulchan Aruch, the Beis Yosef, or the Kesef Mishnah. It's a Sefer that he, every night when he had questions, he asked the Malach in a dream. And when he woke up, he wrote a Sefer Magen Misharim. So, they of Nusbech knew the Magen Misharim. So he quotes there that the Malach told the Beis Yosef, this is why that David HaMelech has such murky roots. What did David come? You would think David HaMelech would have the greatest family lineage. Where does he come from? Rus and Boaz, Yehuda and Tamar. Again, every story could be explained. But this, again, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to bring Dov, wants to bring Mashiach to the world, he clothes it. So maybe that's the idea by Rosh Hashanah as well. As Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar said, it's covered up, we cover it up. We don't mention it. What do we mean, Satan? This point, to cover it up from the Satan. Because everything is closed off. Everything, the more special it is, the more elevated it is, the more hidden it is. That's what Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar tells us. Let us appreciate the inequality of Rosh Hashanah, that we have a day, we have ten days, we have a period of time where our Baruch Hu is waiting for us to come back to him, waiting for us to say, let your Shamayim hear, and let your Aretz follow suit. As we mentioned before, we should be Zoha to hear the call, to uncover the secret. And just like we appreciate and are Zoha to this, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom, Rosh Hashanah, we should be Zoha to the other hidden things, the hidden time of Geula, the hidden time of Yomosa Mashiach. Okay, let's the next part this year again will either be Noah after Yantif, or there might be one over Sukkah sometime, either Brashas or a Sukkah year. At some point, but uh, we'll let you know.